Welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Business. I'm Mr. Clean and the hitman is away on other business this week. But don't worry, I'm not going to sit here and talk to myself. We're going to throw it to a previously unreleased chat that the two of us had about breaking into the wrestling business. Do you remember your first match? Well, my first match was a six-man tag. Uh, I don't actually know exactly who my tag team partners were at the time. But I know it was Tristan Steele, it was our boy Dan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. James Earls, who I knew as Livewire back then. Well, I still mm-hmm. call him Livewire once in a while. And uh, there was a guy called Rusty Nails, who was Dan's tag team partner at the time. Yeah. So I know Dan's team's won. I know that much. Mm. But I think the only thing I actually remember from the match was I didn't know exactly how to go over the rope and land safely. Because I, I hadn't actually been shown that at the time yet. Yeah. So yeah. I asked Dan and I said, Oh, can you help take me up, you know, take me over the rope? And he said, Yeah, sure. <laughs> My only problem was is that because obviously I did amateur wrestling and obviously I did athletics, for me, I basically knew how to kind of like jump over and try to land as best as possible. So I knew how to, you know, jump off off um hold on one second, sorry. I knew how to jump over high um high buildings and you know uh ladders and things like that. Mm. So when you threw me over the rope, problem was my instinct kicked in. So I actually went over, but instead of him actually throwing me, he threw me, but I actually jumped over like a pole vault. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I literally leaped over and I actually hit my head smashed on the floor. Mm. And I remember everyone saying, ooh. And I remember like, thinking at the time, I'm dizzy. So I remember then he, he came to me, obviously when I was on the floor, and he was saying to me, are you okay? And I was like, no, man, I think, I think I'm, I'm dizzy. Something's wrong. I probably had a concussion because the next day I woke up and my head was ringing me. Um, I had sweats and stuff like that. So I think, okay, yeah. I concussed myself in my first match. You think I ain't. Nice induction for the sport. Yeah. So... Yeah, the first match really, when I think about it, again, it was what it was. I knew the clotheslines, I knew the basic sort of thing. I knew that. That's, yeah, because you didn't okay. really, you wouldn't have trained as much in a ring, would you? you? didn't train so much in a ring. No. Your mats with, you, with your background before you wouldn't have yeah, had much ring time. You trained with uh, Ray Clayton. Yeah, I think. Yep, I trained with Ray Clayton, I trained with Buster Clayton, and Lucy Clayton as well. Mm. And at the time, Buster was the Commonwealth champion. So to me, for a guy who actually appreciates like championships and appreciates like real fighting, that was a big deal for me. Yeah. And I remember Ray was always telling him that in order for you to be successful in wrestling, you have to know the basics. And looking at it now, I'm actually quite pleased that I actually did the amateur wrestling because my thinking was just to go straight into pro. Mm. And I think now you can kind of tell the difference mm. from people who've actually done amateur to those who just gone straight into pro because they're grounding certain techniques is much, much different. So, but I did that for around two and a half years. You know, literally I won quite a lot of competitions. I think the only people who I didn't actually beat were men who were, gosh, in their 40s and 50s. So everyone around my age, I was killing them, destroying them. However, and it's a shameless kind of plug, but it's a plug nonetheless. The only female who ever beat me was Lucy Clayton. And she didn't beat me once, she beat me twice. 
Because <laughs> te technically, she was good. I was physically stronger than her. But I think where she was smart is that she used to basically tire me out. And then as soon as I get tired, <laughs> take me over. And I remember once I got really, really angry. And um, gosh, I can vaguely remember it. But I remember wrestling her. And I remember I was going to jab my thumb. And Ray kind of pulled me to one side and said, look, first of all, that's my daughter. So if you do that to her, then me and I have problems. But also, mm. you don't do that. You don't lose your control, your composure. And obviously, I love Ray. I love, I love Buster. But I'm not afraid of them now. No one's afraid of them, especially a hot-headed teenager back then. But again, um, I think being beaten by especially a woman at the time did not go too well for me. But it taught me basically about composure and it really did humble me as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. But, yeah. I, I got beat by Lucy. I think overall, I think... You, you did? On a show, though. I'm not sure I never took I never took her on in that. I was smart. I took her on in pro. You beat me there as well. So she's beat both of us. Mm. Way back, when she was doing, when she was cowgirl. Yeah. Cleaning. You was in my corner. This show I, remember, I remember when you first wrestled James Mason. It was what? An outdoor show. Oh, what a match. It was an outdoor show at, um, yeah. at a school. Yeah. Mitchum. Mitchum, is it Mitchum Primary School. Yeah, yeah, Mitchum. I believe yeah, it Mitchum. was, I think it was, I believe it was Bill Duffy's yeah. um, son's school. That's right. And I think he was at like, the main event, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. yeah, you worked James and, uh, I, and I worked Lucy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> good times good times and I think what I like about you know the beginning especially for me was because you obviously had a lot of history more history than I did mm. and I think looking at it now I kind of laughed at myself because I was someone like I still am I'm very much you know in tune with wrestling but I wanted to know everything it's like always knowledge yeah. and I remember when I first saw you I think the first question I asked you I said oh who's the wrestler and I think I was talking about Dean Malenko, I was talking about Goldberg, I was talking about Jeff Jarrett, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, I must sound like a real kid to this guy. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I do, I remember, I remember, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's the first time I met you, I think it was Dom brought you along to a show. I think it might have been the time yeah. we were doing double duty, me and Dom. So we wrestled at R&B in Falcon Woods, mm. Welling, and then we went from there mm. to the show in Gillingham. For right act wrestling, yes, and I think we were yeah. we were he was a face, I was a heel at RB. We split up, but we were still a tag team, mean and mm. green at right act wrestling. So we we did our show in fuck what I think I wrestled Danny Duggan, Jason Kamikaze, and he brought you along there. And then we all traveled down to Gillingham, so we was around each other for like the whole whole day. And I remember you, yeah, pretty much. Everything. What did you think of him? What did you think of him? What did you think of him? What do you think of him? <laughs> literally like, it, was, it was just a reeling off a load of nuts. Like, what do you think of Goldberg? What do you think, like, what do you think of him? What do you think of this guy? What do you think of that guy? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> it, was, it was comical. But yeah, you were just, well, you, just, yeah, yeah. you wanted opinions and, and knowledge of people's just, yeah, just, with your enthusiasm yeah. for wrestling. We all gravitate. Indeed. Mm. You know what's funny? The only other thing I can remember of that, that day was that it was raining a lot. It was pouring. Mm. I remember we got in and we were soaked. And I was like, oh, gosh, I hate being soaked. But I remember also as well, I think it was, there was this team that was basically like a ripoff of, I think it was Evolution or something, where these guys basically were coming out in suits. Remember? 
it was like four or five guys coming out in suits, and the main guy, I remember he had like silver trunks. I don't, I don't know who he was, but which, which promotion was this? Was this the this was the second one, the right, the right, right. one. Yeah, mm, I can't remember. Yeah, see, mm. yeah, it was a long time ago. It's over ten years ago. Oh gosh, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we, we went with Dan as well. I think I went with Dan. Yeah. Yeah, I think he might have. Been, we might have even been working against Dan, or Dan had another. Yes, he was. Another yes, he was. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. And I think he was asking, "What did I think of that?" I was like, "Well, it seemed right, but for me, any kind of wrestling within reason seemed good to me." Mm. But I think I could always kind of tell whether something looked good and well, mm, okay, there was a mistake there or something like that. But for me, I think, especially when I first started, it wasn't so much about, well, did the moves look good? Is well. Does it look convincing? Mm. Again, me and you kind of have that same philosophy where, um, what's the word? Sorry, we want to go for realism. I personally want to. I, I personally want the, the the audience to see me and say, you know what, this guy's real. Mm. Everything about this guy's real. Again, I come from a background, as you know, where you had to fight, mm. legitimately. You had to be around gangs. You had to be around certain things. So for me, there's nothing about me that's fake. So I thought, okay, in my wrestling character, I want to kind of bring that realism mm. of my life at the time and say, okay, yeah, this is me. And one thing I hated was all this uh, clappy, clappy, you know, uh, who is it? Like, is it uh, Spanky, as in uh, Brian Kendrick, mm. or you had like the happy-go-lucky Al Snow, like the idiotic person. I, was like, I liked him, for the wrong, but his character to me was like, nah. To me, it was people like Austin, I say rock to a point, but then Rocky's to get beat up by everybody, which kind of you know undersold him. But yeah, you know, like Batista. Yeah. At the time, obviously, yeah. Batista was a big deal. But to me, he was a big guy, muscle guy. Yes, he didn't wrestle like everybody, which is fair enough, but he had this legit to me cool factor. Like he, he had swagger, he had the clothes by everything was like, yeah, cool. Mm. You know? Yeah. And to me, that's kind of how I, I kind of felt. You know, I may be big, but I got swagger about me, I got a certain style. Mm. And as you obviously, as you know. I love a lot of the 80s, 70s style anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> I would try to incorporate it into my gear. Uh, yeah. yeah. What about you? It's funny you say that, though, because, like, when you say about it, it you, there is a contrast there, because I used, when I first trained, I was trained by Amalok wrestling, so it was more, more serious. Like, I remember mm -hmm. when we first went there, it was the, it was the ethos, it was like, was it, for one, we was we were training in a, in a, a proper like a fight a fighter's gym it was like a owned by a guy called martin clark combat sambo okay uh, he, he, he did judo and so he's very like well respected like had a lot of accolades he was a serious sort of martial artist and he said that his sh his shows when people would come to the hammerlock shows he would have like legitimate fighters and stuff and he wanted them to watch it and actually think that this is real like mm. it's not it's not the uh, american wrestling you know, in quotes yeah People would see it. it's not the because he was he, I mean they took very serious. You would actually you would have to lay your stuff in really like you know and it was the idea was I think as as time went on they went a bit more sort of lean okay with new characters and would be more over the top but the fact like the foundation of it was like you have to this needs to look real and your techniques should look legit everyone was trained like if you started training you had to do submission wrestling you had to do shoot style wrestling you couldn't. At the start of every session, you didn't get straight into the moves, and everyone came. You would line up, and probably about an hour or so of the session would be fitness Ooh. and shoot, guaranteed. Like, That's good. You have to do that. Yeah, you, you like to line up. <laughs> you and you, 
like and you had to wrestle each other do a shoot for submission so i mean that, that was really good that was that was their foundations they will say obviously on the show it's it's worked but they wanted you like you should be able to really look after yourself legitimately if and if you were ever yeah, tested you could back yourself up that was the like the ethos there so it was i mean yeah it's very any like, if you did a strike because i remember many times you'd, you'd hit somebody like do a forearm it's like shoot put again it was like they were proper <laughs> It's like, I don't want to hit the guys. I don't want to, you're really like laying in your shot. Shit. Do it again. It's like, oh my God. Because like, um, I, I, I remember the, fun, the, the funny thing is, when I went to, after the Hammerlock, I went to train with Phoenix Wrestling Promotion, mm. Ryan Minnelli, and it's like old school British wrestling. Mm. And that, that style is very, the idea is like, you don't, you don't lay stuff in and you are more like, it looks good like you're hitting them but it's like you need to like it shouldn't hurt the wrist lock should be mm. very very loose and i'm used to hamlock where they're like almost ripping your arm off that kind of thing anything like an arm bar whatever you're putting on it's like you're you're tight and you're holding it tight so i wasn't taught to do it loose loose is it like it feels loose but it looks good a proper old school yeah. british wrestler can make it look like they're hitting you or twisting you because in hamlock i wrestled uh jackie palo jr mr mm. jackie palo's son and that was like okay. my third third show that I'd done. Uh, my debut was with John Ryan. And if anyone knows ah. John Ryan, <laughs> that guy, <laughs> he was heavy hitting, like proper. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he was brilliant, but he was like heavy hitting. You you get like them forearms. I remember he used to give me like these forearm smash. And it's like because cool. uh, my thinking was like it's, for me, like, I was for selling. It's like yeah, I could, I could probably stand up to it. But it's going like, to really hurt, and you know, like I could take a punch, I could take a shot. But it's like, yeah. obviously, the idea is you're wrestling, so you've got to you sell it. So it's like, go for me, just yeah. go with it. Just go with the momentum. Just, whoo, there's some force there. I'm just going to fly with it. So when he gave me, like, mm. forearm smash, like, wham, I just, like, fly across. He hit, like, kicked you. I used to love that in Hamlet. I did sometimes in training. They kick mm. you, like, in the, you're on your all fours. They do that, come up and kill, or they do the kick in the back. They have the spinal tap. Oh, the game. oh they were bastards. Mm. <laughs> Those shots, that like, they hurt. They're, like, you could feel it. It's like, I got winded in the ribs, or not so much the back. But I hate that. You knew when somebody snapped me during Hammerlock, generally they're going to kick you in the back. If they don't grab you mm. in a chin lock straight away, it's like, oh, you just had to sit there like bracing. The weight, like, ah, yeah. ah, right in the spine. But mm. it's like impact. But that was that was a style I was used to. So everybody was was taught to be like that. And if, like I say, if you didn't do it hard, you were like mocked, like, yeah, it's rubbish or shit. Like, do it again. And like, you kept being told to do it again. It's like, they were they were like taskmasters for that. They wanted to look real and you know heavy hitting. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. We John Ryan was my first match. I actually wrestled my first three matches. Uh, my okay. first match in in Essex in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was it was a good match. I mean, he really looked after me there because obviously I didn't I didn't know. I remember that's that's the, the thing. I was told so because of the way that Hamalock's ethos was, they didn't really yeah. like the showmanship, like the tapping and crowd working so much. Were more about mm. like yeah, you just got to get on with it kind of thing. But I was told by I think John told me like you go out do the clapping. So it's kind of something they normally mock, but they t- he told me to do it. And I remember clapping. Mm. Obviously, I had no rhythm with it. Like yeah, you know, just <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really have passion because I'm like I'm nervous and I'm not very confident there. So it's like I'm not really like really geeing up the crowd. So I started clapping. Mm. No one clapped. And that was the last time I clapped. <laughs> the whole of my hammerlock, like, I'm done. Like, I'm not yeah. going to clap again. I only started clapping yeah. again when I started wrestling Phoenix wrestling promotions because, again, crowd working was the big thing there. You're working holiday camps, 
Yeah. You got to work the crowd. I did yeah. start to get, and then I started to get more confident with it. But that's where I call back, like when I was Mr. Clean, yeah. and I was the hill, and I used to, I figured I'll be like a fake good guy. So I would clap, yeah. but I kind of pulled back on my original clapping. So I would clap, but it's like I've got no, I'm showing no passion for it or not. And I also used yeah. the, you know, when a baby face comes out and like, yeah, yeah, and they always said, don't do that, like, because unless, unless you really like fired up and the crowd's actually going to go with you because that's you look like a fool mm. especially if you come out yeah and no one cares and mm. I, I figured okay as a hill i'll do that because people yeah i'll come out so i'm like yeah and it's like crickets and then i do the clap but that all sort of st- a lot of that stuff was called back to hammerlock john right <laughs> yeah go back to the point john ryan would really like smash you like hit you hard heavy hitting everybody did in general mm. so i had three matches with him and on the show mm. i wrestled jj like jackie palo jr I'd actually mm. wrestled, that was my second match of the night, back to back. I just mm. wrestled John Ryan in that proper like He's battering me. He's giving me yeah, mm. Shinoku drivers. Oh, God. Smashes, <laughs> the whole, like, the whole lot. Give me all of that stuff. Yeah. And then the match is over. I lost. And it's like, it's, uh, I can't remember the, the format of it, but it's kind of like a tournament. And yeah. the tournament was my, I wrestled straight away against Jackie Palo Jr. So mm. he come out and he's doing this stuff. And he's got me down on the floor. And he's put like his hand on my nose. Like as if you know, like he's tearing up my nose. You want to touch it? And, yeah. he's, and he's ripped. And I thought, is he is he like making fun of me? You know, it's like he's like wiping over my face. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't. Do it. He's like, you can make some noise. I'm like, ah, ah. But it's like he wasn't hurting me. He wasn't really even touching yeah. me. And I, I just, I was very offbeat there. It's like I don't know how to handle this. I've not been trained to, to work like this. Mm. I, I like I couldn't sell. Like I, I was so used to selling, but I feel it. And it's like yeah. I wasn't feeling this. It's selling what I don't feel. Was all mm. I got. I got used to it eventually, but at that yeah. point, but that was the thing. Like for me, I remember going to Phoenix, motioned in mm. training. I was like, "Too stiff, you're too stiff." But my wrist locks is like, and I thought I'm like one of the weakest like hitters, one of the softest workers for Hammerlock. Where I'd be getting yeah. told like, "That's rubbish, do it again, rubbish, do it again." No, lay it in, hit him, hit him. And then I go to Phoenix, it's like, and I, I'm the, the Loki Hammerlock. Yeah. I just, like, no, you're too stiff. Loosen up, loosen up. Oh gosh. I did over time. Like I, I got mm. used to it, but it's yeah, it was complete contrast. Mm. Really different, different styles. Yeah, I, you know what? It's like I do like the old style. You know, mm. I, I do really like the old style. But again, like you said, coming from a background which I'm sure, again, I'm sure you've been in fights yourself. Yeah, you know how to kind of handle yourself. You can tell. It's like again, when you throw like punches, when you throw some, when somebody knows how to punch, you can tell from their stance. You know, from when they, you know, the hook, the jab and everything, you can just see the difference from someone who knows how to punch and mm. someone who doesn't. Yeah. You know? And I think like what you said, the fact that you, you were doing like the submission wrestling and the shoots down the beginning, I'm sure that toughened you up, but also it gave you the foundation, you know, to take you along. Yeah. But, you know, obviously when you went to um, Brian Manelli's, you know, school, <laughs> obviously most of them was very, very loose. And it's like, oh gosh, like, it, like you said, you didn't know what to do because it's like, they're too loose. But yeah, I, think... I mean, it's, it's that philosophy because they like, the same as when they say with like the WWE compared to some of the indie stuff. When you get to the WWE, it's like tone down your wrestling style because you've got to do it night after night after night. That mm. was the philosophy there. It's not because they're like, oh, that's, they're, you know, not, not tough. They're not, it's, they don't want to work. It's like they know to work that way because they're doing holiday camps you don't need to be yeah 
breaking your back and like, and you've got to do it. Sometimes you're doing like two shows. I remember they would pack up the room sometimes, go to the next holiday camp, do two shows in the same day or that kind of mm. thing. So that style, like if you, yeah, if you want to just, there was said like, yeah, obviously you don't, you want to go into work the next day. Even, even Hamelock used to say, it's funny that like Andre Baker would tell you like, obviously not to hurt each other. <laughs> it's like the way we, we were all trainers, like we were hurting each other really, like bashing each other. Yeah, yeah you'd be limp. I go into work like on a Monday. I have to train on the Sunday. It's like, yeah, like your knee, like your limbs, your neck, everything's like, oh, you know, I might have had a black eye or something like that from a shot that went yeah. wrong. It's like, yeah, yeah. I just meant, most of the time I would live, like, yeah, you know, you'd go into work feeling banged up. And they said, obviously, like, this is your, this is not, this is kind of like a hobby almost, especially that's, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. there's, there was no money in it. No. I mean, yeah, no. when I did the holiday camps, they would, you'd get paid. It was like Brian and, and the guys would say it's like it's pocket money, like a little bit of pocket mm. money doing this. Yeah, like don't you got normal lives? This is like kind of a hobby. It's a bit of yeah. There's, there's no money in wrestling. That's what they said. No money in wrestling. <laughs> like on that circuit, there wasn't at that time. Yeah, like you're really just you know you're doing it because you like it and you want to have you know enjoy it. You want to have fun, have good matches, but entertain the crowd. Don't worry about like doing the moves that you that you feel like. They used to call it wrestling for yourself. Yeah. don't wrestle for yourself you're wrestling for the crowd but don't think mm. like that's the idea of like thinking of the match before you go out like oh we're gonna do this 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 you don't even know if the crowd's gonna want that you've decided that's sure, sure. you you two you and your opponent want to put on it's like you're not wrestling for yourselves you're wrestling for a crowd so they were mm. very i mean yeah work training with them it's very like a lot of philosophies on wrestling it was like they taught us a lot they taught us yeah mm. it's all to be it's not about being lazy about working smart and working yeah a certain way it's about indeed i think what you said the key thing work smart mm. work smart longevity yeah if you have longevity it's the ability to continue to make more money mm. because again mm. again as much as we enjoy it the ones who, who are, the ones who do get into america and get into you know wb tna or tna aw and everything it's a job mm. it's a job you want to make as much money as you can because you know, end of the day, that timeline can be very short. Mm. Literally, you can go in there for you know, boom, one move like draws. Look what happened to him. Yeah, you know, draws. Uh, what was it? The is it the power bomb? The power yeah. bomb was it with him? Power bomb. Yeah, yeah, the running power bomb. Boom, back of his neck. That's it. Mm. You know, paralyzed from the waist below, and you don't know. Yeah, but yeah. again, like I think the key thing, like what you said, and I actually agree with you, where. It's not about being able to do every single move in a match. Mm. You know, you're not wrestling for yourself. You're yeah. wrestling for the people. And I think that's where the difference is from now. Mm. A lot of the guys today, they wrestle for themselves. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Did I have a great match to the boys? Mm. Did I have a mm. great match to the dirt, you know, to the dirt sheet or the journalist or whoever? Mm. It's like, okay, what does the crowd think? Did the crowd pop? As Al Snow would say, did the crowd pop? Did you get the reaction that you was meant to get from them? Mm. You know, if you was a face, did you get the cheers and you know that big pop? It's like, wow, okay. If you was a heel, did the crowd boo you? For, you know, throw rubbish at you? Did they hate you so bad? Like all the Anderson say, they want to stab you. Mm. Did they hate you so much that it's like, you know what? We hate this guy. That's what I'm looking for. Mm. And I think I told you from day one. Yes, I want to have great matches, but great matches in the scheme of where it gets me to the next step. Because mm. for me. I know that I'm a big guy and I, you know, I'm a big guy. I have, you know, I'm in very, very good shape. I hope I can be better, mm. but I'm not six foot two, six foot three. 
So I'm not the tallest guy. Yeah. But then again, I'm not so big that I can't move. So I, I kind of, I'm basically like in the, in the middle. Mm. So I think now, for example, if I was to go into like, let's say WB now, I would look like Taz, but I think just a better shape, you know, a better shape than Taz. But I think I'm about maybe a couple of inches taller than him. But compared in the grand scheme, I'm still small. Yeah. So for yeah. me, it's like, okay, what is going to be the thing that makes me stand out? Character. Mm-hmm. And it's what is, you know, which is one thing I've always told you about. You know, Ray always taught me your character is very important. You can do all the moves, you can wrestle like everybody else. But if people don't believe in you, like I said, it's about that belief. If no one doesn't believe in you, if everybody thinks, oh, who's this guy? Mm. Why should I hate him? Why should I? Well, because you, you do beer in here? No. Make me hate you. Mm. And as you know, Anton, <laughs> I like to think that, you know, so far in my career, I've made most people hate me overall. Yeah. I've, I've gone towards kids. Mm-hmm. I've gone towards mums. I've mainly got, you know, I've mainly got attacked by a mum once in a show. I remember it might have been right wrestling. Or I think it was a show in Chillingham. Mm. And I was facing, was it Daz Morris? Yeah, okay. Daz was. Yeah, Morelli. Morelli, that's it. Mm. Sorry. I apologize, Morelli. But I was facing Morelli, and I remember, you know, I was really going on the, on the crowd. I was going on the crowd. i never forget, it was a woman with her son. Mm. And you might remember. And I think I, re- I really gave her a lot. And she's like, go on, go on, hit me. F up, blah, 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 blah. She got into my face. My instinct was game. I got to defend myself. Eh? I remember. You, my you were in my corner, weren't you? I was wrestling. Yeah. Right? And you were in my corner. Well, was it me or you? you wrestled, I thought it was me or I you. I wrestled him, Morelli, and you was my bodyguard. I think that might. Ah, uh, sorry. Yes. No. No. It was, it was a different match. Sorry. I I, re- I wrestled a different match from. I apologize. Did you? I got. I got. I, I don't yeah. remember that one. But yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, yeah. For some reason, I do remember some getting in your face. Yeah. Yeah. And my instinct was basically to defend myself, but I knew obviously I can't defend myself like that. Obviously, it's a wrestling show. Two, she's a woman, but at the same time, I didn't want to look weak. Yeah. <laughs> didn't want to look weak. But I was like, I looked at you, and you was just like, "Come, come back." Like. There's something you can do. You see, see, this is the difference. <laughs> you see, you remember. <laughs> yeah. We're going to bring up the kids. Yeah. You so back back in UKPW. So I, I'm running UKPW. Yeah. I, I was, you know, I'm I'm the promoter. I'm I'm there doing whatever around ringside. And this was the difference between you having me when me and you were, if I was your partner or I was your manager or or whatever. But I'm there with you. So when you're doing this crazy guy, it's badass. Yeah. I could. Be there to like, <laughs> and so you. <laughs> I set the stage. So you you were wrestling James Mason at Black Blackheath, my senior house. Yeah. And it was the second show that we done at that venue. Mm. So we were just kind of establishing uh, like a rapport with them. And yeah. you were rest, You were booked against James Mason in the main event. You were managed mm. by PT Staniford, PT Player. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so you did your yeah. usual your bit where you challenge people to come into the ring. Because you were on a bit of a rampage that year. I know in uh, Gillingham, you were one of, uh, luckily they were Alex's friends, Dale Jones's friends. But you did something where you came through the crowd and then you're like getting in your face. But they're, they're jokey, like they're kind of, they're mocking yeah. you. And, and one of them, because you're squaring up to him, one of them decided to stand on a chair so he's bigger than you as he's yeah. squared up. And because you don't want to look embarrassed, you pulled the chair out from under I remember. <laughs> like, look, okay, you're going to give me a lawsuit. <laughs> that, that was the month before. That was the month before. Yeah. You've done that. Then this, the following month, Blackheath mm. in May 2014, 
you're going to wrestle mm. James Mason. So you're in the ring before James comes out with Pete. Mm. And, and you're challenging. You want to get in here? You want to get in here? As you do, you're challenging people from the crowd. Do they want to fight you? And a little kid, yeah. little kid like under 10 years old, decided to get up. And you're like, come on in, come on in. And he got in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to get in the ring. And, and you, so it's like, okay, I can't have a little kid embarrass me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> what you decided to do is kick him out of the ring. You pushed it with yeah, your foot off the apron. He dropped, bam, on the floor. And I'm like, oh, hey, what the f- What's going on? Because oh, <laughs> Pete is just standing there. Like me, yeah, if I'd have managed you, I'd have backed you off or whatever. It's like, okay, because you can't lose face to the kid. But also, you no. can't kick, you can't play football with a kid. You can't kick the no. kid out of the so somebody has no. to step in there, and you obviously, you, yeah, that was, I was like, <laughs> I remember coming over to you, and you're like, sorry, under your breath. I'm like, I'm not going to have a go. Obviously, I can't have a go at you, and I don't want to shake your confidence because you're about to wrestle with James Mason. It's like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, the kid was crying. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, we're done for you, but luckily, and I, I yeah, I was about, to, I was about to go and offer him like a whole merchandise table. Like, yeah, take, take this, take the figures. But the dad, like, yeah, the dad was cool about it, and he shouldn't have got up. And then, and then, what happened in the end? At the end of the match, you got pinned by the kid, and James Mason yep. brought him in, yeah, to redeem yep. it. And I was like, okay, all right, well, brush that one on the carpet. <laughs> You're a public relations nightmare at the time. Oh gosh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Me trying to, st- I didn't. It's me trying to reestablish yeah. APW. It's like I can't, I can't have that. It's, this, this is my mate, but I got to, I got to tell him attacking fans for real, especially little mm. kids. You're in trouble. Yeah, you know what? It's weird because my thing, like I said, I love that heat. I wanted that Ollie Anderson because obviously you know I like Ollie Anderson and I used to listen to a lot of shoots. And I think Alston used to talk about it as well, where you want to get that crowd so rattled up that they either want to beat you up, they want to kill you. Or, you know, they even want to chase you down the road in that. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think that was my mindset. I thought, you know what? I want this kid or I want these people to hate me so much that, you know what? The dad after the match is going to say, you know what? Let's go and fight. Mm-hmm. And for me, obviously, I, I was fearless. So I was like, yeah, sure. But w- but was within the terms of the character. But I didn't realize that, oh, it went that far. You know? Yeah, I think that's the... That's the... That's the funny thing. That was, that was one of the points I was going to make before I went off on my Hamalock tangent. It's like when you say about the, the type of character you wanted to be and how you want to present, contrast between like me and Dom and Taylor when we were mean and green and the business. Mm. It's like, because for me, at that stage, like I, from Hamalock, he was serious. It was all like wrestling. But I started to, to play around with comedy and I never really liked the thought of being like making wrestling sort of silly and comedy. In wrestling, like mm. for me, I wanted to be taken seriously as a wrestler, a like serious wrestler. But once I started like teaming up with Dom, and I turned, I turned heels. So I'd always been booked as a babyface because obviously my size yeah. and appearance. Like mm. I'd, I'd never worked heel until Dom. Dom was breaking in, and he yeah. wanted me to sort of be his manager slash tag team partner. He wanted like we start going around different promotions, get booked. This is like 2007, mm. so I'd, I'd had a break. I'd, I'd started training in 1997. First mm-hmm. match in '99, and then I kind of took a break from wrestling in 2005. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm gonna stop, yeah, gonna yeah. stop wrestling on shows. I'm just gonna myself off. Still kept involved yeah. with uh training up in, in Camden with yeah. Donnie Lee, and he brought in like Dom. That's why I met Dom Taylor, Tommy Martins, a few different guys. So mm-hmm. we kind of, yeah, 
that was my I kept my I kept myself involved with wrestling, but it's like I'm not taking bookings, I'm not looking for bookings. I'm kind of mm. I'm done. Like I don't I might do it again at some point, but for now, like I'm like I'm taking a break from shows. But once I once Dom yeah. started breaking into the circuits, he'd been training there. And he wanted he wanted me to be his partner. He wanted me to start teaming. So that's where we came ended up coming up with mean and green. But I just, as a hill, yeah. so I thought, okay, like I'm going to be a hill. I've never been a hill before, and I'm a little guy. So how's that going to work? And I thought for the tag team, we'll do. I'll we'll be like a like Scrappy Doo, if you remember, like Scooby Doo, <laughs> yeah, these little nephews, Scoo Scrappy, Scooby and Scrappy, yeah. and Scrappy, let me at him, let me at him. Like I'll be like a hill version of him, like where I just I just start trouble. I'm always trying to get into mm. a fight, but it's like I can't fight. That was, that was my character. I thought, okay, my character's gonna be. I can't I can't really do anything. I'm little. I'm a weasel, really. Like I'll do, I'll do cheap shots and stuff, and then yeah, I'll hit. I'll hit, if someone's down, like Tom's put them down. Like, tag me in, tag me in. I'll come in and I start putting the boots to them. They punch me in the gut, and bam, I'm tagging straight back out. It's like okay, hit me, like tag. And just little stuff that we just started doing real silly stuff, like where he'd be holding me back, it's like and he's literally got me off the ground, and my legs are kicking, and I'm trying to get at the person because they've insulted me, and I'm trying to get yeah. to them. Or we do nonsense at the start of a match. We do like so Dom would do push-ups. Like we yeah. start doing warm up, and it's like okay, like I'd sit on Dom's back while he's doing the push ups, and okay, yeah. sit on my back, and <laughs> he flattened me. That was we, we did a lot of that sort of stuff. The body the body slam was the take on that as well. That so we do oh, yeah. like we, we put the opponent down, and then like Dom would pick him up and body slam me on the opponent, and then I get up all excited. Let me do it, yeah, let me go. And then he come into me, I lift Dom, take a couple of steps, and whoop, fall, and he like pancake me. So we, it became like a comedy. But me and you don't do that. No, like we don't really do comedy stuff, really. No. I mean, we call it a little bit with tongue in cheek stuff, but generally yeah. we're we're a more serious tag team in that respect. Like me and Dom was just hokey, like what silly stuff we can come up with, like, little and large, mean and green. But we're yeah, we're completely different there. But I feel like once I once I started doing that stuff, it's not for everybody. Comedy isn't for for everybody. I never, I didn't think it was for me at first, but I, I do feel like that's been my best. My wrestling, my actual matches probably aren't the best when I do that stuff. But in terms of like reaction from a crowd, actually, yeah, yeah actually like feeling like, okay, I get a reaction as, as when I do that kind of Mr. Clean stuff, like I fall off the ring and all of that stuff without even wrestling. Mm. It's, it's, yeah, it kind of gave me a new lease of life because at that point I wasn't like, once I started doing the Mr. Clean, the evolution of Mr. Clean was that I'd been doing, I'd been doing the tag team stuff with Dom. Yeah, and I'd, I'd never been, I'd never been like really in, like I've never, never like a bodybuilder physique or anything like that. But I was, I was reasonably, I was short and I was reasonably sort of skinny when I first started training. Yeah, and yeah, as, as years go on, you start filling out a little bit, but I never really filled out like muscular. I took that break, and then I, I'd lost tons of weight. I was a cardio machine. I, I would cycle for work. I would go to the gym, like, but I was mostly doing cardio, and I really leaned out. I, I, I lost a lot of weight. I was scrawny, proper scrawny, but healthy. But then once I started getting back into wrestling, teaming up with Dom, I thought, you know, what? I need to back on weight again. I need to, I need to look bigger. I'm, I'm, I'm small as it is, so I can't be skinny. People skinny and small. Mm. So I started packing on a little bit of weight, put a little bit of muscle on, a bit of muscle mass. But we also got new gear. I got these, like, these trunks. Dom had the leotard, green and green. I got the trunks. But the trunk, I must have got some sort of just like, it was okay because I was in really good shape. I had a flat stomach. I yeah. had a bit of chest. I had a bit, yeah, a bit of... No, not massive definition, but I was in shape. So I looked good. I, I could pull off those trunks. They were very skimpy type of trunks, more so than I would have <laughs> normally chose. 
which was fine. When I'm in shape, it was fine. But as the years, so they started to go on, I, I yeah, got into the relationship, started settling, yeah, settling down, ready for a family, that kind of thing. So the weight, like the belly started to come. And it's like, the belly did not look good with those trunks. It don't look good in general, but with the trunks, like, uh, I felt really self-conscious. And uh, mm. there's that thing where obviously you don't want to just come out. I didn't want to just come out in a t-shirt, sake of wearing a t-shirt, because if, if there's no character reason for me wearing a t-shirt, it's like, it's, a, it's an obvious, I mean, it had the, the stigma of being a backyard wrestler if you wore a shirt. But it also, it's basically saying like, I'm ashamed of my physique. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I don't like my physique, so I'm wearing a t-shirt for no real reason. So I thought, well, I, I, can't, I can't be going out with these trunks and this belly, like this stuff just hanging over these trunks. And look, I just, I didn't like the way I looked. But what could, what could I do rather than just wearing a t-shirt? Then I came I came up with okay like I've been a bad guy. This was an R and V where we could be experimental with like our we're doing shows every single month, same venue, Falcon Wood. Yeah. And I figured yeah, let me let me come up with some new. So I've done the hill thing. I've split up with Dom and all that, and I'm still a hill. Let me try and act like a reformed character. I am still going to be a hill. But I'm going to act as if like okay, um, I've changed my ways. I've seen the light kind of thing, and I'm a disingenuous bad guy. Like, I'm, I'm acting like I'm good. I'm not really. Yeah. I was like, okay, Mr. Clean. I turned over a new leaf. I'm Mr. Clean. I come out with a shirt and a tie. So I still mm. wear the tie. It was also something that I'd done years ago when I when I do shows with, in Lewin, like me and Dom. We did the show yeah. in Lewin, and I'd come straight from, like, from work. So I work in an office. I wear a shirt. I don't think I wore a tie, but I wore a shirt and trousers. Trousers. I'm in mm. smart smart wear yeah you come straight to the show and then you get get changed i'm getting changed at that and sometimes i would i would leave my shirt on i took my mm. trousers on i put the wrestling front up i still got my shirt on <laughs> and somebody was <laughs> laughing about how it looks like we basically wearing a shirt a proper yeah. like dress shirt with, yeah. with wrestling trunk and years later i thought you know what let me wear that as a, a silly like i'll actually gonna come to the ring so i've got my wrestling trunks on with knee pads and boots but i'll wear a full dress shirt and I actually put the tie on and it also gave me those little extra sort of extra bits. So I'd, I'd have the stages and the mats as a hill. So as I'm getting out wrestled from the start, I'm getting embarrassed, I'd get angry and I'd just write, okay, so I'm going to start loosening it and take my tie off, throw the tie down. It's like, okay, let's go. They do more to me. Oh, I'm angry. I'll, I'll roll up my sleeves like I'm ready to for a punch up. And as it kept yeah. going up, then eventually the shirt would come off. It's like in stages. But it yeah. kind of gave me that reason. I thought if I wear a shirt, it's a character reason. I'm not just chucking it on for the sake of chucking mm. it on. It's like that's character. It's distinctive, and and that became like a gimmick for me, where I'd wear yeah. the shirt and tie. Hmm. It's just yeah, it was, a, it was an evolution. They actually came out of me feeling embarrassed about the way I look. I needed to come up with something, and I, and I just came up with Mr. Clean, and I just thought of all these extra little ways that I could do. So I was kind of doing everything like a baby face would do, but uh, like a failed baby face. A baby face comes out, and goes yeah. And I've got crickets. I would do that. I'd push through the crowd and go, yeah. And no one reacts to me. In. And I do clapping, but no one's going to get with me because I'm doing, I'm doing it out of rhythm so slow. And then people just boo. So that I, I added that to it. Mm-hmm. And obviously going around ringside where you're slapping hands. But I would I would shake hands and then I would get the hand sanitizer. I was ahead of the COVID curve. I'll do the yeah, sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'd shake everyone's hand and then and then I'd do the the like clean it and then oh like cheek so basically you yeah. just shake my hand and now you're saying i'm dirty so you gotta wash your hands they got they all got that little reaction out of not just the person i'm doing it to but people sitting next to them because it's like okay you come out and they uh, they don't yeah 
a lot of times you're re-establishing yourself because it's on that circuit you're not a you're not a tv star that everybody knows yeah re-establishing yourself to somebody so you find somebody that hasn't shook your hand before they figure okay like i'll shake his hand and when they did you just yeah you do that and someone's oh like cheek I'm like oh that's that's clever but they'd laugh at it but then i'm yeah. like oh, duh. and then what i would do this actually this actually happened naturally but then i started putting it in so the first time i did dan i must have, it wasn't even about me putting too much of that sanitizer on the first time yeah. i just i went to like so i've done the handshake and i've done the sanitizer i went to, to to yeah go up on the ring so you, you know you reach up from the apron yeah. to the to the rope and i didn't really get up high enough and i kind of buckled a little but i held onto the rope and i was fine but people kind of laughed and I thought, I'll use that. So from then on, I thought, okay, it makes it look like I blamed it. So when I did it, I played it off like I blamed it as if my hands were slippery, but it worked. My hand, I had a perfect grip on the rope. It was the fact that I just didn't lift my leg up very high. It's a little lazy jump to the ring. But yeah. I thought, okay, I'll blame it on that. And then from then on, I started to so do it. And then I would just jump up and purposely like fall off the ring, <laughs> off, off, the, like, off the apron. And then I yeah. laughed. It just, yeah, it just became like the, the, the silliest stuff I could do. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Let's Talk Business. If you felt it was a little bit light on the ranting and raving, don't worry. The Hitman will be back next week, and I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say. Thanks for joining us. As the Hitman would say, get stuffed. But don't really. Take care.